You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. This is Ashley Willits, and today I'm joined by Todd Wilkinson, who's NCBA's vice president. And Todd just testified at the House Ag Committee hearing talking about the current state of the livestock industry. So Todd's testimony centered around four of the biggest challenges facing the cattle industry right now and and facing cattle markets. And there are four topics that NCBA has been working on quite a bit um, over the past several months. So transparency, processing capacity, price discovery, and oversight. Uh, So Todd, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you here and we're glad that you were able to speak in front of the House Ag Committee today. Well, it's it's great to get out here and uh, hopefully educate a few people on what the cattle industry is really about. And uh, the, some of those folks in Washington, D.C., I don't think they get the picture. I think you're probably right there. So can you just walk us through the reason for the hearing? And then when there's hearings like this, what is the role of witnesses such as yourself? Well, as I understand, the major topic was the, the state of the, the livestock industry. And clearly, I was focused on the beef uh, side of that. And, you know, I think the witnesses' um, role is to educate the, the representatives that are that are on the call. And, uh, you know, that the number of representatives that were there that were on the Ag Committee was impressive. I, I believe we delivered our message today, and that was my goal. And so earlier talked about transparency, processing capacity capacity, price discovery, and oversight, those were what your message centered around. So can you just dive into a little bit more what NCBA has been doing on each of those specific areas? Uh, Let's start out with transparency. Well, you know, transparency, a lot of it comes through LMR and um, one, the reauthorization of LMR. And, uh, you know, what what I tried to stress on that issue was the need for some changes to be made. And I think cattle producers across the country are asking for some of the confidentiality requirements to be reworked so the cattle producers in Colorado can know what's being paid out there. You know, I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying that from the producer's perspective, what we want to know is what's being paid out there. And we don't want everything behind this cloud of confidentiality. The more transparent we can become with the markets, the better our producers have the ability to negotiate a better deal. And then when we talked about processing capacity, we hear this a lot, making sure we have a resilient food supply chain so we don't see some of the issues like we saw during black swan events or like we saw during COVID. So can you talk about you know the, the issues around processing capacity here? Well, I think the message that we tried to deliver today was that processing capacity, if we can increase the processing capacity, we're going to take a leverage away from the from the packer. And any time that I can can do something from my perspective that's going to put me in a better negotiating position, um, that's what I want to do. And so as a producer out there, you want to be able to negotiate the best deal with that, that packer representative that's coming on your place. And when you've got a major glut of cattle going through a fairly small funnel, it, it makes it, it puts you at a, a negotiating uh, a discount, um, for lack of a better terms. And what you're able to do, if we can increase the amount of processors that are out there, we're going to take leverage away from the packer. And ultimately, isn't that what we want to do, is take leverage away from the packer and put it back in the producer's pocket? 
Absolutely. And then when we're moving on to, you know, price discovery being the third thing that you focused on today, NCBA has talked a lot about price discovery, especially within this past year. You want to talk a little bit more about that? First of all, I've got to tip my hat to the guys that are on the working committee that have, uh, you, you know, there was a, an awesome meeting uh, that I witnessed in, in Denver um, a year ago. And that uh, situation where all the producers came from a grassroots uh, basis and figured out a way to move forward to try and increase uh, price discovery, I think they've really hit the nail on the head. And I, I, I again, am going to give those producers a lot of, of credit because they have increased price discovery. We've watched Texas go up. We've watched uh, uh, Kansas go up. So that that's producer driven. That's not the packer driven. And if we can get everybody on the same page, we're going to increase pipe price discovery and put us in a position that uh, we gain the leverage. You know, and, and the last thing that you talked about is oversight. And in your remarks, in your opening remarks, Todd, you got uh, pretty passionate when you talked about oversight and some of the actions that NCBA has taken and, and maybe the lack of response that we've seen from the Justice Department. So can you just talk to that? Well, I get frustrated. I mean, you know, we asked for um, an investigation by the Department of Justice back in 2020 and in June of 2020. And yet we haven't seen a report. You know, if something's going on out there that is is harmful to our producers, we need to know that. And I, I simply don't understand how we can be sitting here over a year and three months later and not have a response to that that marketplace inquiry. We need the Justice Department to get done with their work and tell us what the results are. The producers of America are asking for a response. And that's all we're doing is is trying to push the, the point for the producers out there. So certainly a lot to talk about during the hearing. And one of the things that you just continuously stressed was that we can't have a one-size-fits-all solution. And, you know, perhaps that's what other folks in Congress uh, are thinking that we need. But can you talk about, from your perspective and, and NCBA's perspective, why a one-size solution is just not going to work? Well, the, the biggest issue is when you, you deal with the government coming in and mandating some action. In in this case, if the packer is mandated to produce or to purchase X number of head at X region, you know, if I'm a feeder on the on the backside of that, that packer then can come to me and say, well, I'm not going to buy from you today because I've reached my quota and I have to go out and buy something from somebody else. You know, so we're targeting the packer, but who we're impacting is our feeders in our cow-calf guys, and I'm afraid of a boomerang effect, and we're gonna put more bullets in the quiver of the packer. And frankly, I wanna take every bullet or arrow I can take away from that packer that I can. I'm not a packer fan. I'm a cow-calf fan, and I'm a feeder fan. Todd, it is certainly clear that you are fighting for cattle producers here in D.C., and I think that you know, one of our most important tools as NCBA is to have the actual voice of producers who are on the ground doing this every single day and, and making a living in this industry speak on behalf of producers during hearings like these. So while we certainly heard, you know, your opinions, NCBA's opinions, we heard some opinions from other folks in the industry as well that might have been different uh, than what we believe. 
but there were certainly some things that everyone could agree on. What were some of those things? You know, one of those areas would be on the contract, Larberry. The the pork industry has had this for a number of the years, and, and they found success in it. And, you know, the producer wants to know what the deals are that are being made for the other people out there so that they can play on the same field. The contract library gives that producer the ability to know that. You know, I think uh, the four major points, I, I really didn't hear any disagreement from anybody else on the panel in terms of the need for uh, price discovery, uh, LMR reauthorization. I, you know, there's going to be some things that we need to tweak. And, and clearly, I think producers are all kind of in agreement on that. And market transparency, we, we need to deal with that issue. And NCBA has been a leader and will be the, a leader on that issue. And I think going forward, market oversight, we, we are the, the institution that asks for a Department of Justice investigation. Nobody else did. We came forward and the administration responded within a day. That's the power of NCBA. And if we can do that, the, the frustrating part, I have to tell you, is it's 16 months since we asked for that investigation and the Department of Justice has yet to tell us what the answer is. If we've got packers that are, are exhibiting anti-corruption or uh, anti-marketing issues, then we need to know that. But if we don't, we also need to know that. So, you know, after the hearing today and after members of Congress had the opportunity to hear from so many people in the industry, what does the path forward look like? Well, I, you know, I have to give hats off to our, our producers because they took the um, marketing group and they developed a path forward. And that's the grassroots coming up with a, a solution. And I, I'm gonna give that producer the best opportunity to, to go out there and, and find a way forward with this. And those producers did. And we've developed a mechanism for measuring results. And you can say that MCBA is associated with the Packers, but that's frankly a bunch of bunk. We're associated with the cow-calf producer, we're associated with the feeder, and we wanna see results. And the Packers don't hold any sway in this organization. We're there for the grassroots guys. And from step one, we wanna be there and we want to be the answer to coming up with a solution, but it needs to be on a voluntary basis. Don't be told how you have to market your cattle. You be the determinative factor as to how you want to market your cattle. You know, Todd, I think what you just said sums it up so perfectly that I think maybe some people believe that you know, because of the hearing today, this is the first that people are talking about these issues and this is the first action we've seen. But we know that's not true. You just summed it up really well that NCBA has been working on these issues for months and has continuously been on the side of producers to help them be more profitable and have a better business climate. Well, and it's really true. And, you know, I don't want to sound like we're tooting our horn, but frankly, we're the guys that dug in and the guys that are on that group have dug in and tried to find a solution. You know, you can talk about all the other issues out there and you can say you can say this negative and you can say that negative, but unless you're in there trying to come up with solutions, then don't complain. And the NCBA is trying to come up with solutions. So we're the leader in this industry and we're there for a reason. And I got to give hats off to those producers that have been in the trenches trying to make this thing a reality. Now, while this hearing focused mainly around 
livestock markets, specifically cattle markets, really, a couple of things came up that, you know, I feel like, Todd, you have talked and talked about lately, and I know that they are near and dear to your heart because they're, you know, some big issues facing cattle producers, and and one of those is taxes. So can you just talk about how that came up at today's hearing? Well, I have to tell you that... uh... I made the response today, and I'm going to stick by it, uh, that uh, Secretary Vilsack's comments that uh, the administration's tax proposals are going to only affect uh, 2% of the cattle industry. I used the word bunk. I'm going to use it a word again because I'm trying to be polite. The fact is, if that, those tax proposals go through, you know, my little operation in South Dakota is going to be out of business because my son is not going to be able to operate and extend it on for another generation. And I know I'm like a lot of producers out there that if the administration wants to pay for free college education and child tax credits off the back of America's farmers and ranchers, we're not going to stand for it. Well, Todd, we really appreciate you being on the podcast today and and being the voice of cattle producers across the country. Uh, What you do is so important and we just appreciate your continued work. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.